what around it was, Nature Y and the Taipans were gutsy, but no one has the intestinal fortitude of Bryce Cotton. And Creek was enormous, but the Phoenix could not handle Randall. In the battle of the best big men in the league, Dan Kickett prevailed over Tohi Smith-Milno. What? Blockbuster. And back at the rack, the Cats made it a perfect weekend by beating the Bullets. International Jeroming cost New Zealand, who hosted the 36ers without worldwide Webster. Here's Johnny Robeson, took a shining to the Taipans, and now their fans want to kill Kenny. And finally, there was a game of basketball on Monday night that we should probably talk about, yeah? Nah. Instead, let's talk about some fantasy. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes dribbling all things Aussie hoops and MBL fantasy. And as always, we would like to start off by thanking our Patron supporters and someone's very special to us this weekend is Jared Kenny. Now, some of the fans coming out there and, you know, having a go at Jared Kenny, but we appreciate this sort of behaviour. Two turnovers late in the game. Perfect. Send it into overtime. I had Captain Creek, Boydie, yourself. Captain Creek, myself Captain too. Captain Creek. All of us sitting there on points. the starting lineup as well. All those Taipans that were relevant and none of those extra points. Obviously, could Ken, have been... Jared Kenny no. is a uh, fa- NBL fantasy player, so points to whoever finds out which, what his team name is and sees where he is on the leaderboard. Yeah, look, so it's almost straight into the NF- M- NBL fantasy hall of fame with that... Uh, that, mo- that moment of uh, Bryce Cotton Fallon Trimble last season on the four-point play to send it to overtime as well. He's already in mind because of that mullet, but anyway. That's right. These are the things we appreciate. Mullets and uh, overtime here on the Basketball Blokes podcast. So um, let's uh, do a bit of a review. Weak side, strong side, in the zone or fading away. It's time to face up and look over and back at the round just gone. This is the NBL Fantasy Post-Round Review. And Banksy, you haven't had a chat yet. Mate, don't even get me started on that guy. If anyone ever deserved to be called an ordinary bloke, it's him. I was just sitting there thinking about what I was going to say about my team. And it could it's much of a muchness as to what we've heard the last four weeks. We could do a bit of copy-paste here. I think we're all in the same order yet again. Uh, my team, Cavalicia, scored 704th in the slide continues i'm down to 257th now and it's a little bit sad i think when the the shining light in my team has to be eric griffin at the moment who you've had through the dark times as well is that right from you've had him for a while you haven't just been uh, jumped on the on the bandwagon like body i think i've been trying for a good six to eight weeks to actually get him out of my team and he is probably going to be the the best player on my court uh come the the start of next round okay moving on Mate, I know you think he's alright, but some of the things I've heard about this bloke, he is average at best. Okay, that's Benny and Leon Santa Maria's team. 30 points clear of Banksy this week, so keeping the streak alive. Sitting 40th overall in the rankings. Um, I know we were, uh, we had, uh, 
what, two places between us, Bordy. Bordy's, uh, as you'll find out, has leapfrogged me. I had Chris Golding, Kuat Noy on the field last week. Everything else went well. I was happy with Captain Creek. First time for the season I've gone against Banksy. <coughs> was looking, Thanks, guys. Was looking a little bit uh, uh, better before adjustments, but none, nevertheless, we've um, got so many different options this week. I'm still not going for my walk at work with Boydy because I'm on holidays, so I dare say that this bloke will continue to charge towards the top. Now we're talking, mate. You've hit the nail on the head. That guy is a top bloke. That's it. Uh, it's me again for the week. 843 for the round, which saw me in the top something or other for the week. I can't remember now. I just had it open. Uh, 36th of the week, and I've jumped up in the rankings all the way to 20th at the moment. Oh, hang on. What was I? I was 22nd or something like that last week, I think. 32nd. Oh, 32nd. There we go. Doing a little bit Doing a little bit there too. And I'm 17th for the month currently as well. It's been, been a very good month for the deep ballers. Um, Banksy, I didn't technically go against you because I didn't have you long. You weren't an owner. I wasn't a long owner for this round. So I did go Mitch Creek as captain. Um, so I was pretty happy about that. But yeah, I didn't have the flexibility to have long in my side. I took a bit of a risk and didn't bring him in. Um, so yeah, it panned out, I guess. And so. the, the team is looking pretty good still, I have to admit. And Banksy, it looks like it might be a case that maybe in the next week or two that at some point in time, all of our teams would have been in the top 10 of the rankings. So um, we've done our job, Banksy. We've set it up for the Oracle. You were 7th, I think, overall top. All the way back in round one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Are we counting that? I just thought I'd bring that up for, for people to know that, you know, it's it's not all too bad with Banksy, you know. Um, and that it would be a bit of an achievement. Hopefully, I can stop this uh, dropping in the rankings. But look, we're not going to do trade grades. We're going to just there's so many different things that we have to talk about this week. So we're going to get straight into the preview. It doesn't matter how your team is travelling, be it charging or flopping, we're here to assist with tips to help you rebound. This is the NBL Fantasy Round Preview. Okay, so um, we have some injury news. We're going to try and mix a few of your questions in to run this um, part of the podcast. And we did have... The first question, which was from Ben Packer, asking how long until Mallow is back. And there was an article that came out today from Matt Logue. So, uh, Banksy, as you're having a sip of your beverage right now, once you've done with that, mate, um, <laughs> tell us about how Lamello Ball's recovery is going. Yes, Benny. So, the article that came out more or less just stipulated what we knew from the very beginning when Ball was actually injured. Um, it just sort of goes on to, to highlight that he's doing everything he can um, at their sport rehabilitation centre in Illawarra there. Um, he's trying to get back earlier as he possibly can. Um, but it just basically highlights again that he's out for another four weeks from here, but he's working overtime to re- return before this date. But, I mean, I think it's been a couple of weeks since he actually did the injury. Um, and they said at that time it was going to be four to six weeks. So it yep. sounds like he's pretty much on the mark for another four weeks from here. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be expecting miracles yet. Yeah, look, I think importantly, he's not uh, taking his ball and going home, I think is what the, the rumours were. In fact, I saw that uh, the big bowler himself's doing an appearance uh, in the gong uh, over Christmas time. So um, at least he's going to be hanging around till then. I think there's... Um, for those people who are looking at the likes of Emmett Nah potentially that thinking they're going to get Emmett for the rest of the season as a viable fantasy option, I don't think that that's going to be the case. But Yeah, um, I wouldn't be betting on that, I wouldn't have thought, at the moment. But short-term-wise, he's possibly an option there for sure. Um, just while I'm thinking about it, I know one of you fellas put out, I was talking to a journalist from Cairns on Twitter about a Kawat Noi update. So we had... Yeah, that was me that put that out because um, there was a journalist out there, don't have it in front of me, um, who actually put out at the time um, that he, he went for scans two days back. Um, but even yesterday, he was still in a moon boot. But he said we should expect an update from the club tomorrow. But I guess the whole fact that he is in a moon boot doesn't sound good for him actually lining up this week for owners, does it? Doesn't sound good. No, that's right. So at the moment, uh, I am planning... On trading Noy out, so definitely more on that later. So I'll, I'll be waiting to see if he is in fact out, and then I will use yep. him as. You've my got a trainer. nice little alternative lined up there, that's for that's sure. Correct. Cool. So in the biggest other news, big news, the biggest news, mate. If uh, you care to fill us in, yeah, I guess uh, Corey Webster hacked by China. That's right. The, the internet, <laughs> the internet is gone. Um, so. My understanding is that uh, the Chinese club coached by Brian Gorgian paid out his contract of 150k is what the the settlement, I guess, was. Interestingly, this came along with a contract extension for Webster at the Breakers. Mm, bit weird. Who also, uh, speaking of a bit weird, extended their coaches or who already had a contract, which yeah, is I very unusual. What's going well. on is he's been offered pretty big money to play the rest of the season out in China uh, yeah. because he's using the reason that he's setting up his family. So obviously, you know, he, he might not have had as good a contract at New Zealand and he's like, you know, say they're going to pay him a million bucks and he's only getting 500 grand for the rest of this, you know, the season or whatever. You'd obviously take the 500 grand, you know, the extra. If you cast your mind back to the start of the season, we had Webster with the, I can't remember the club, but it was a European club. Yep. Um, he'd just gone ballistic at the World Cup yep. and there was talk of um, him wanting a buyout then. Obviously, effectively conceding their season now. Yep. Um, the breakers have allowed him to go. They get the benefit of signing him up longer yep. term. So um, we had a question from Brenton, uh, very fantasy relevant. Who is the biggest benefactor of the no Webster? Now, what we're going to do... New Zealand are actually probably one of the more fantasy-relevant teams going forward. So we're actually going to give you uh, go through New Zealand breakers uh, uh, pretty in-depth here. So I'll just play a little breakers drop. All right, so the breakers... Fellas have been literally broken this season. <laughs> Injuries uh, galore and uh, plenty of off-the-court stuff as well, but um, certainly gives us a, a fair bit of fantasy potential because 
they do have the best fantasy schedule going forward. At the moment, yes, because they've got two doubles in a row now from so rounds 12 and 13, a single in 14, and then two doubles in a row for 15 and 16. So they've got, what, nine games in five rounds, which is the best of any team. We've got a little bit of data to go on as well, don't we? Because Webster didn't actually play last game. Um, Hampton obviously still out as well. So there's a lot more minutes available, particularly for the ball handlers on that, on that team. That's right, and um, so firstly, so the one that stands out is uh, Scott Hobson. So what do you guys think of Hobson as a fantasy prospect at his current price? He Would he be the biggest benefactor and the number one trade target for you fellas? I would think so. Well, we saw it last week, didn't we? Um, even though it's his second game back from injury, he still played 36 minutes out of a you know, a possible 40 minutes. Um, he also put up the most shots on that team. He put up 15 shots there as well and even dished out six assists. So I think he's going to be the absolute playmaker on that team. And, I mean, we saw it in the first four games of the season when he actually played prior to going down with injury. We've got to remember, people that weren't so keen on him the last couple of weeks that we saw through Twitter, he's still finding his feet. Um, he's only two games back from injury, but I think he showed enough in the first four games of the season to show what he is capable of, and he, I just think he's going to have that usage with both Webster and Hampton out. Yeah, I mean, he's the man there now, so um, you'd think that he's the main benefactor. Beautiful, and that being the case, it's getting to the point of season where we're going to have to make decisions on players potentially to lock away on our benches for the rest of the season, and a big one actually comes up this week, I think. We've got... Uh, Paulie, who's asked Hobson or Hobson, and uh, I'll get your bloke's opinion on that. It seems pretty clear to me. I'll go first, and if it was me, I'd certainly be locking in Hobson. Um, reason for that is... Print, can you just... Hobson. Hop, yep. Okay. A little bit <laughs> of a swaggy P in the middle there, would you say? Swaggy P, yep. So Hobson with a P. And the reason is he's already got some proven data behind him. He averaged 45. Um in the fantasy world in those four first four games that he actually played. That is correct. So we've got a bit more to go on in terms of what we are likely to see from Hobson. But I didn't actually see the Hobson B for Bob in there, but I believe you boys did watch that game. So what did you what did you make of Hobson? Uh well he he sort of puts stats up everywhere. So he had what seven rebounds, four assists Two steals, unfortunately, had the three turnovers. But I think the main thing that lacked with him was his shooting. One from, what was it? One from seven, two points, and one from, or none from three, from three point land. So, yeah, look, I'm on scouting the guy from pr- everywhere, he'd put on, put up about five rebounds, five assists, and he'd scored about 15 points. Obviously, the shots didn't drop. Yep. I know that uh, listener Marco was pretty keen on the usage, and the usage was fantastic. Watching him, he was like, this guy's trying to be the next Glenn Rice, he just can't put it in the hole. Like mm-hmm. Everything was running through him. Now, uh, I guess the concern there is Lamello sounds, as we've given you an update, like he will come back at some point in time. It's only, what's I don't know if I don't have it in front of me, do we have the prices of Scott Hopson, Choo Choo Hopson? I think Hopson's 1.18. Yeah. yeah, I am paying that premium. Every day of the week, I don't think it's too much of a question. Um, some of you, though, we did have a Twitter poll um, that uh, Jack Wilson sent in. We did the old retweet, and uh, Hobson actually had Choo Choo get on the train. Hobson had fifty six percent, 
whereas uh, Hobson had 21%. Mm-hmm. So it seems sounds to be about right. I think that consensus. sounds about right. I think he's a, Hobson might be a good risk-reward. If you've got an extra little spot there on the bench, why not take Hobson now and then Hobson next week or whatever and have both I think it's just that we've got more data to go on with Hobson. I don't think Lamello's going to play a big role in that decision purely because he's four weeks away. If you're bringing Hobson in, it's for Illawarra's four straight doubles. Yep. Lamello's not going to you know, affect that decision and you're probably likely to want to get him out after those four doubles anyway. Well, that's right. It's If you're looking longer term, like we've said, like New Zealand have the best schedule. They don't have a run where they've got a run of two singles for the rest of the season, I don't think. So it's um, perhaps until right in the end. Right so in the last two weeks. Last two weeks. So looking longer term, that's a big tick yep. for getting on the train as well. So like um, moving back to some of the other uh, breakers, Finn Delaney and Rob Lowe. So um, I just want to get your fellas' thoughts on both of these guys as fantasy prospects first. Banksy, I'm dobbing you in. Well, Delaney, I think, will be the probably the, the second player to benefit from Webster not being in the team. Um, he almost had the second most shots last game with Webster out. But the thing I really like is the minutes that Delaney was playing. So he actually played 37 minutes last game out of, out of 40. So, I mean, he's going to be given every opportunity based on that statistic alone, isn't he? And still Price just ticked over the million-dollar mark on the weekend, I think. Finn, I mean, it's... Uh, there's plenty of options in that power forward bench spot, but Finn in isolation is tremendous value with a great schedule, a great role. You've benefited from the fact that he's been injured previously. Um, yeah, in like Finn for me. Boyd, you got an opinion on Delaney? Oh, uh, look, I like both of those options really. I like um, I like Lowe as well. I mean, he had a 41 last week. He's going to take a hit probably dollars. Well, he did take a hit dollars wise because he had that 12 and the. 20 previously in round 10, but I think he's putting stats up across the board as well. Was that seven rebounds, a couple of assists as well, so and a couple of steals from the big man as well. So he's getting minutes. I think you could see straight away he started straight away when he came back from injury, which I think means the coach likes him even over Ashley. I think Ashley went to the bench. Looks like he was in a bit of foul trouble. As usual for Ashley, he finished on four fouls and only played the 15 minutes. So that might be having an effect as well, but... Um, yeah, I don't mind Lowe as a cheap option if you if you want a cheap centre to put on your bench as well. I think he might be one that at least he starts. Yeah, love Rob Lowe as well. Obviously, he was awesome in the preseason. Um, something, I mean, we're getting him at a at a big discount as well. I think that he definitely has the um, more minutes than Ashley going forward as well. Um, one I'm interested to know both of your thoughts on is what about Sec Henry. Uh, yeah, we'll discuss sec right at the end. So, um, <laughs> so leading Shut on down. from Finn and Lowe, holding on, burying the lead on how good sec Henry. I'm looking forward to Banksy's analysis of uh, sec. He's on fire. Um, Ruby Ann asks, is Xavier Cook's fantasy relevant yet? So, I think that Magne and Noy are going to be popular trade outs this week. So, we've discussed the, the Kiwi boys. Cooks, Finn, Delaney, Rob Lowe, rank them in order of who you would prefer to trade in. Boydie, your turn. Well, I brought Cooks in this week, so I think I'd probably have to put him first, wouldn't I? 
be Cooks, then Delaney maybe, and then maybe Lowe. Okay, so we all think, but you like all of them as options? Yeah, I think they're all viable options if depending on what you're going with. Obviously, New Zealand have got that schedule, so Delaney and Lowe are good for that schedule. Um, Cooks, I purely got him because he's cheap, and I think he's going to get. Well, he's half. He's half the price of the R- other two, isn't he? Remember this kid? He was on the Boomers squad over Mitch Creek six months ago until he did his knee. So, um, no yeah. brainer. He's got talent, so he's going to be. He's going to be getting minutes in that side. I think he'll, he'll get more minutes. You know, I think for me, he's the that going he's forward. the out of the three. He's the one that is the value. Yeah. But if I'm having to pick who I'm playing on my court, I think I'd be much more comfortable playing Finn. Probably. Over Cooks at yeah, this stage. Yeah, I'd go with that. With that, that yeah, Sydney for sure. roster. Yeah, and look, Cooks comes in as my bench player, so that's probably my bias there. But yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. So Excellent. essentially, it's something that I had looked at this week was Magne to Cooks on the bench and then have Finn. I've had Lowe and Finn in there. You guys would be comfortable playing Finn. And would you say that Rob Lowe is definitely the more risky Riskable. Yeah, I'd say Rob Lowe's 100%. One. Yeah. Beautiful. So we had Quagmire send in a tweet, another poll retweet bias, and in I guess in response to Ruby Ann's question, is Xavier Cook's fantasy relevant? We've got one, two, yep. three, three people bringing Cooks in potentially this week, Banksy? Potentially, Your, potentially. Okay, two definites and a maybe. Um, and 42% of the people who responded to the poll sent in by Quagmire said that Cook's was the most likable downgrade option this week. How quickly people jump on things, huh? It was interesting, I thought, that because you had Cooks on 42%, then Nah on 20%, and Hobson on 18%. I would think that Hobson is going to be scoring far greater than Nah in the next few weeks. And probably Cooks, for that matter, as well. Probably Cooks, correct, yeah, but Cooks so is it's an intre- half, It really is half, an interesting Cooks result, is isn't it, when, his you, price. when you say it that way? Cooks is half the price, so if you down, so and value, he did, and he did say downgrade option. Yep. So, you know, yeah, it's amazing this time of year we don't normally get blessed with so many, right? It's normally you're sitting uh, Bowen or it was Nah last year here or Adnam for the whole season, and it just sits there. Or yep. some of your favourites, Banksy, Tom Wilson last <laughs> year. Um, just sit there for the whole season. So Banksy, well, must, had, must, had, Banksy must have the inside word. He was going to Collingwood, being a co- being a player supporter. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Represent. And All I right. think these these you know cheaper price players coming in like Cooks right now. It can only be a good thing for the fantasy competition. It's just can put you know leveled it out a little bit, and just means that it really is you know anyone's game still. So gives us a bit more money in the kitty. Yeah, it's play, exciting. You can I play like Bryce it. Cotton on the bench this week. You know, oh, look out, the Oracle is back. Um, speaking of discounted options, this is one I, that was, I thought it was, um, in my thinking, I thought it was a good option. But we also had Denim Melrose, who's right up there in the rankings, um, send us a tweet. And he said, also, could Weeks see an uptick in value with no Webster? Or is Nah still the better pick? Can't, can't believe you're going with this one, Benny. I thought you'd keep this as a little Benny secret. No, I don't do that. I'm out of the, I'm out of the top 10, so I'm allowed to share now. Look. Firstly, Jared Weeks. Yes. It's a yes from me. You like? Boarding likes Jared Weeks. Banksy, have you, even before coming in this room, even thought about Jared Weeks on your team? No. So I remember you were that's, thinking that's about... A weak option. So you were looking at... Um, nah, you discussed this before we started recording. At some point, maybe next week or this week, I can't remember 
Well, I'm I'm still someone that's carrying Hampton, unfortunately. Just one of the many reasons my team keeps slipping week after week. But I I can see where you're coming from, absolutely, um, with all the injuries on that New Zealand team. But I just, particularly with Illawarra having four doubles in a row, I just feel personally that I think Nas got a little bit more upside, mainly because I feel more comfortable knowing he's starting, whereas Weeks I think will still be coming off the bench. Is he? So look, I think Nas starting. Did he start last game? I don't think he did. No, he was. He did oh, the game. He, he played plenty of minutes. He did. Whilst Lamello's been out, he's played quite a fair few minutes. I think that Emmett Nair is definitely the short-term option. But in four weeks' time, he could go back to sub five minutes a game. Possibly, yes. Especially seeing how much Hobson handles the ball. Like he was, <laughs> he was basically, when he was on the court, he had it in his hands and he was responsible for all their playmaking. Add that to whatever Lamello Ball was doing. Yeah. Um, Sunday was still doing a fair bit as well. Like it was a bit of a. Yeah, oh really? Thing. I saw. Oh god! I brought Sunday in for the first time this week. You're upset. And I, I mean, you're the ben, one that jinxed ben, him. Me and Benny Packer, mm. Um, mm. both Ben's uh, ruined a Sunday. So. I thought he had the ball a little bit um, Sunday, but yeah, well, it was kind of all shared between those. Well, is that another point against Nah? Possibly with ball to come back in. Look, I think Nah over the next four weeks. I would want Nah over weeks. This is going this week's week's thing is going to be really mm-hmm. hard to, to mm-hmm. get out there. But for over the stretch of the season, I think that even when so we got no Webster now, um, even when is there someone else coming back? Have they got anyone else to come back? No, that's it. So Hobson's just returned. Weeks will still see twenty ish minutes yep. a game, and at least I think he's someone that you can get. A decent floor with from a fantasy option. Would you take but Sunday? Would you take Nara over Sunday? When's Hampton back? Four to six, still same six, same, same weekend frame. as Lamelo, and it was a four to six, yeah, four weeks something like that. Yeah. yeah. So even then, I still think weeks that is still playing a bit. Weeks even with their full roster, well, even when RJ was playing, mm. was still getting fifteen minutes a game. Wasn't scoring well from a fantasy point, but he's he's really a confidence player. I think you remember end of last season he was fantastic, and um, me doing my trades in the way I have this week, I need to make money somewhere, and I will be uh, essentially bringing in one of Nah or Weeks. And at this moment, I'm going Weeks in mm-hmm. my mind, but don't mind it. This is what we wanted to raise it. For yourself, Banksy, try and help you out as much as we can. Just at least keep your eye on Jared Weeks as a potential option. Because, like you say, he was off the radar. Next one, Banksy. Are you going to talk about Weeks? Are we talking about the next one? Wait a sec. You go for it. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. We're talking about Henry? Boom, Titch. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. Boys on fire. Ian tweeted us, which is Taboo Boutique. Sec Henry, worth a look too. Benefited from Webster's injury a few rounds back. Banksy, what were you going to say? You got sex on the brain. So, well, sorry to interrupt you earlier. Um, (laughs) Carry on. Well, he's likely the one that's going to be starting for Webster, you would imagine. And and like Ian said, we we saw that, didn't we? Um, He's a hot and cold player, no doubt. But if anyone's going to be gaining minutes, I would have thought with Webster being out of the rotation, it would be him. Will we get hot sec? 
That is the question we all want to know. Um, I think he probably benefits second most um, behind Hobson. Um, so the yeah, shooting guard position is wasteland. horrible. Mm-hmm. I was planning on bringing Webster in next week or this week, just trying to get rid of the DD, the Golding, that standard of player. Um, and if you're not playing the, the real premium of your Creek, Patterson, Cotton, the three that you're, you like, they look good in your team, I don't think there's anything apart from Webster that was really attractive, and now we don't have that option. And look, I'm always going to be looking to bring Hobson in over Sec, but it is interesting to know the two games that Webster missed in round 9 and 10... Which was Ian's point, so how do you go? Sec put up 56 in the round 9 game without him. Hey, do it in your Kiwi accent. <laughs> how many points? In the round 10 matchup, 34. So he's averaged 45 in the two games without Webster in the side. Was Hobson playing there neither? No. I wouldn't have thought so. Okay. 56. Actually, no, Oof. Hobson would have played that. Uh, no, no, Hobson was missing. Regardless, he has shown his potential to be yep. uh, a high-level player. I think he's, he's serious. Had a 61. Is that a 61 this year? Serious value at where we can get him right yep, now. I agree. And, uh, which bring me, brings me to, I guess, the next part, which is what are we doing with our benches? I just want to have a quick discussion with you. We've got – this seems to be the downgrading week. Mm. Um, who, to start off with, is mm. your shooting guard, cheap shooting guard at the moment? And I don't have one. Okay, so you don't have one? <laughs> All right, so you've got... I'll just slid yeah. What about you? I just slid Cotton into the... Well, right now, bench s- Sunday's my shooting guard bench okay. right now. And that will be the case for me uh, next week. The... I guess, are you happy to keep Sunday there for the rest of the season? Well, I, I didn't see last game, so I don't know what happened. But, I mean, is it a coincidence that with Bordy, Hobson coming into that team that the result is Sunday is going to continue to to drop. Look, maybe I think one game is not enough to get that much of evidence of it. Look, it was certainly a down game, um, but he's, he was on such a run before then, I think, you know, you can probably give him one game's notice. Um, it looked like he might have even been in a bit of foul trouble. I mean, is that right? He's He finished with four fouls and only played the 17, 17 minutes. they were early or not, to be honest. Um I don't think so. Maybe a couple were in the first quarter. Yeah, so... Um, but you're right. I think it's 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 a wait and see. I'd be watching the games this week to see what the... I mean, we've got two games at least from them, so we get a bit more of a spread rather than one bad game. Um, I really think a lot of it just, to me, felt like Nah was on a terror, so he got the minutes over Sunday, who wasn't. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just the... the Okay. Basics at the moment. So you'd be happier with Sunday there than a DD type Goulding at the price? For this round, maybe. Okay. But then I'd be assessing that next week. And Sunday went up another another 100K yet again. So we're likely to, you know, as you say, even if we wait another week, we're going to see Sunday increase in price yet again and... And more or less be just shy of that $1 million mark. So. Yeah, you think so. So even over the last three games, he's averaging 29. So you'd think he'd be still bumping up a little bit. Okay. Downgrading strategies. So you're, you've got Sunday on your point guard bench, I'm guessing. Correct. Okay. Banksy, you've still got RJ. Um, 
you mentioned who you're looking at before. Still thinking Emmett? You're going to go down rather than pay up? I think so. Um, especially if you've got Machado in your team. I mean, he's capable of putting up a huge score even on those singles as well. But for now, if I was, I'd be going down. I don't have the value in my team to be holding to um, highly valued point guards. But yeah, as we spoke about before, I'm, I'd be looking at, at Nah, if not Weeks at this stage. Yep, and that'll be the same with me. So at the moment... Um, I've got Sunday there as well. No, I've got to flick that around, actually. Um, I will be going to Weeks or Nah next week as well. So this is sort of showing you where we're all spending our money. Small forward, I've paid up um, to some extent. Um, actually, I, I've got DD still. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> so um, DD, I'm not happy with. And I don't... Same. Really like any downgrades there. I'd be looking at moving DD up to someone if I could. Well, what's DD worth at the moment? Ninety-five. So ah, this is your just short of Hobson. So I'd this be, is I'd your be taking a pun on Hobson if you got the available cash. But so next week will be DD or Golding, one of those million-dollar men, to Scott Hobson. Oh yeah, okay, Hobson, Scott. That's right. I've already got Hopson. So yep. I, I was saying Hobson. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm planning on doing there. Um, who's your... Well, right, right now I've got both Tate and Noise. So I've been sort of alternate, alternating those two. Alternating? Alternating, if we can use that. Very between Noise. The, between the two. Um, kind of annoyed Noy is likely to be out this week purely yep. because I'm going to play Tate on the court. Yep. If I trade Noy out, it's going to be to someone that's... Not going to be playing on my court anyway, so... So do you take the hit for the week? Well, possibly. I'll, I want to try and get as many points on my court as possible. But as you said, I mean, is it a week knowing that all your gun players, all your Jets are going to be playing on the double next week? There's every single team in the league on the double. You just take the hit this week, use it, as you say, as a really good opportunity to fix your bench and more think a bit, you know, a bit longer term. Yeah. So, and we're advocating for Hobson over Hobson at that position if you can get him. And look, if Noy doesn't play, he's not going to go down any further, is he? So he actually had a third, oh, sorry, two games. But if he uh, doesn't play, he's not going to change in price. Correct. Yep. Um, power forward, uh, how are we looking there? Cooks. Uh, Cooks for me. Yuck. This is the area I definitely want to be fixing this week, and it's probably one, two months too late. Um, but like a lot of people, I'm still carrying JLA, and hence my ranking, boys. So... That's definitely an area I'll be looking this week. And obviously, Cooks is the the easy answer at a minimum because he's cheaper, I believe, than JLA right now. But there's definitely some other options out there. Um, Pinot in the centre for us, Boyd? That's correct. That's the cheapest one. So, how long are you planning on going with the Great Dane? Will you just keep rolling with him? Because there's someone that I've got eyed off for a swap in... Might be a sideways swap in one week or two weeks. Yeah. Has to be two be weeks. Ty Webster. Ty Webster. It's worse, well, Ty Webster. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good combo. Too much Webster on the mind. Well, just imagine that shooting. A grown man that could shoot Sorry. from the outside. Sorry. But yes, I've been keeping my eye on Ty. Yeah. For me, that is exactly what I'll be doing in two weeks' time, potentially directly sideways. You don't. You forget about schedule at that point. Mm. Like, if you can get the cash cow to meet the cash foul... And do the sideways. That is as good as it gets. Ty Wesley, hopefully, 
will start to do grow man things. I mean, he's still doubles. got that 14 in his system from last round. So 14 and 31 are the two scores from last week. So, yeah. and and right right there, that is the difference between my ranking and both of your rankings. You both started with the great Dane. Who did I have at that spot at the start of the season? No. Majok. Oh, Big match. Look at the price difference in those two. And I think I only got rid of him a couple of weeks ago or so. And you boys are looking at getting Dane for the same price as Wesley in a couple of weeks' time. Whereas I was stuck with Majok Majok. There you go. Oh, can't, can't help it now. All right. What are we up to? So that, hopefully that gives you some ideas of where we're sort of looking. Um, interestingly, me and Bordy are doing the same thing with the Great Dane. Um, so I've got some just uh, straight up Twitter questions. So let's um, play this one. I'd like to thank you for your. I'd like to thank you for your giving attention. I'd like to thank you for your participation. All right. First up, we have an anonymous tweet here or message on the run sheet somehow that got there. Fellas, starts it. <laughs> Deck or Machado? Leaning on, leaning to Machado. All right, Machado. Just, just after the question marks. Just the question marks after last Monday night. But what about uh, DD or Lamar Patterson? Patterson. Lamar Patterson. Patterson by a mile. Okay, and choose two out of Cooks, Pinot, both on the double, or Long and Oliver. Just uh, getting my pen. In I'm happy to go to the premiums on the singles. To be honest, Long and Oliver. I would say that as well, but that's as a non-Dane owner. There's no with I'm Dane an on owner, the double. I'm still going with it. No. No. I don't know. I'm just I'm just wary of Wesley and uh, uh, coming back. And although look, Dane's starting, so he's getting at least 25 minutes a game, really, isn't he? So yeah, oh, I don't know. Interesting. So I don't know who sent that in, but uh, I think that they may have the exact opposite to your selections, going with <laughs> wow. every, everyone on the double over everyone on the single. Which could be the riskier move. Um, but anyway, uh, good luck to that anonymous uh, going on that, Going on that one, uh, next question probably rolls right into that. So, Paddy3, uh, which two of Finn, Pinot, Long and Oliver would you go for at PF and C position for the week? So, the only difference there is Finn compared to Cooks. Yep. How does that change it? Finn. So, Finn and Long v Perth, is it? Yeah, in Perth. I'd play Finn over Long, I would have thought. Yeah, I'd probably play Finn. And and the other one? Pinot over Oliver? Oh, nah, I'd play Oliver. So you're going Oliver and Finn? Yeah, Oliver feels safer, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oliver and Dane are very similar scores this yeah, week. Yeah, same. And I think that that's probably what's going to eventuate, or well, at least I hope. For me, I would play Finn and Pinot both on the doubles um, but I always get it wrong that's why I remain anonymous uh, <laughs> <laughs> very similar from one of the favourites Marco Banks you got that in front of you there mate he's written in have these four as my bench slash starting PF or C's two premiums on singles versus two average blokes on doubles what combo to use starting we actually retweeted it, so it was actually a poll. So we had Kane, K and Pinot, 35%. So it was Finn, Oliver, K and Pinot. So very similar to what we just did, but switching out 
long for K. And yep. strangely enough, a little bit different to what we just said, K and Pinot were 35% of the vote. And it was pretty even thereafter. Yeah. So Finn and Pinot, as you would have picked from that last question, Benny, at 28%. And then K and Oliver at 28%. So My options last. Oliver and Finn, only 9%, interestingly. So there you go. Yep, so uh, there was K in that equation who has been on a tear. Oh yeah, so Sorry. lots of people with the same PFC start-sit sort of questions. So mm-hmm. thanks very much for that. So, Boydie, we've got another, uh, another poll. poll. So Chris Worthy wrote to us, uh, need to get in Griffin, but for who? Long, Oliver, or K? And 48% went with K. No, no, uh, not loving the trend with K. And K is probably the most informed out of the three. Yeah, I thought this was really interesting. It was not the way I would expect it to go. Yeah. Um, but I don't have Nick K. Um, it's Sean Long's schedule, right? Um, it's yuck. Compa- yuck. Yeah, I don't know. Does that... It's they've one got double in the next it's however long. the same as Perth. They are legit the same yeah, as Perth. Yeah, okay, right. so... <sighs> Kansas so got the extra double in there. In round 15, when there's only two other teams on the double. You do get two trades a week, um, obviously. So, um, And we're saying that getting Griffin in would be a good trade. You'd, with his, with his schedule so. and form and making money and all the extra things you can do. Um, I think so just based on schedule, though, if it was me, I'd be holding Oliver out of the three purely based on the schedule because I just feel round 15 is pretty important. Well, that's what they're saying. Who do you yeah. need? It? But for who? Who are you trading it out? And that's what K I'm saying. So if you're that. playing the elimination game. Yep, so Oliver stays. Long and K, I, I think you'd probably be going K as in out. Yeah, okay. One game, I guess, to come up, you're probably going to trade whoever's left over after next round. Maybe. So you're looking at a... One round, who's going to score more out of K or Long? Yep. And people are saying that Long will score more. And a little noteworthy comment in that decision for next week, which we'll obviously talk about in the captains next week, is Melbourne United have two home games games in round 13 as well. They play Perth and Perth this round as their single, but then they've got two home games next week, whereas Perth have two away games, Sydney and then in Adelaide. You've just just... That is fantastic analysis. Because if that's what you're looking one week ahead... Long has a better schedule. Yep. You would that holds in his favour for sure. More questions. General so the questions. poll the poll result was correct. Yeah, we're going with it. We'll go with the poll result. General questions, Denim again. Uh who would you trade first out of K and Newble? And what do you think is a bigger pro- the bigger priority? Taster Hobson Hobson or Obikai Shy to Cooks? Who? Taze. Brendan Tease. <laughs> Taze? Wrong with that? No, it's nothing wrong with no, that. No, not the pronunciation. Not very good. I didn't know anyone. Not a very good fantasy basketball player. That's all. <laughs> Obi Kai uh, to Cooks could wait a week with the price difference. Yeah, I'd be getting ready. If, yeah, if teasers. If not teasers. not exciting. Not not attractive player to have Plus, on your bench. I just think he's a person that you don't like to play against. He's a Hayden Ballantyne type. You think yeah, he's a bit like that? Stephen Milne. Yeah, a little bit of that wrong type of player. <laughs> um, so. Bigger priority, getting rid of T's. And yep. if you can get Hobson for it, we don't mind it. If Plus you, you get another Hobson week, for yeah. it, that would be better. Another week of cheap cooks next week anyway. So, yep, do that. That's right. Um, Watto? K and Newbel, who goes first? First part of Denim's question. Oh. Um, 
I haven't had Newball all season. Yeah, you? I haven't. It's, he's burnt me before and he'll burn me again. So, Newball's Newball. first one out. Newball. Newball gone. Yeah. Although he's got... Yeah, no. Nah, he's gone. All right. Watto, as you just mentioned, said he's got... Uh, he's in the exact same situation as me. 1.36 million for a sixth man. That is the exact dollar amounts that I have. So, I can bring in Griffin and... And he's got Randall or Tate as the other options that he's looking at. Um, I didn't even think of Randall or Tate. I just went Griffin straight away. I've paid up the amount. This means that to get Hobson next week, I'm going to have to do the downgrade at point guard. But I think that I'm prepared to live with that for um, to get Griffin in my team. Griffin's had a 79 in the last couple of weeks. Um and he's averaging over 55, isn't it, for the last three rounds, three weeks? Well, I think games. if you sort it, um, you can actually sort it by form when you're trying to do your trade-ins. Yeah. And I think he's Griffin's the second most informed player in yeah. the competition. I can't see him in there because I've over, been on the side already. Over, well, so do I. But yes. So Griffin, all round. Yeah, I'd be going Griffin. All right. Last one, very importantly, from Paddy Mac 25 Might be one of your your mob there, Boydie. But... Um, can you help me out? I was in a rap battle on the weekend and my opponent made a pretty devastating rhyme about me spending so much time on <laughs> NBL fantasy <laughs> for no results. Any advice would be great. Now, um, someone that can assist with this would definitely be Banksy. So I throw it to, to you for some advice for him, Banksy. How, how, do you, how do you spend so much? How do you justify spending did, so much you, time on fantasy without you, getting results? Why did you throw it to Banksy? Because he kind of looks like a rapper in his hats every week or what? No, look, I just wanted to put him on the spot. Because <laughs> the, correct, the correct answer, Paddy, is to always take Banksy's captain's advice. And now it's time for Banksy's captains. It's not Benny or Boydy, so please don't at them. It's Banksy's choice, so he's in trouble. If his number one choice doesn't double, double. And to answer Paddy's question, the only time, the only way to stop spending so much time on your fantasy team is to have kids. I would have thought. <laughs> so if you're only good at a rapper, that may be attractive to someone out there. So. Use your skills. Let's jump into captains. So, again, the first thing I look at is what teams are on the double when we go through our captains. So, we've got Adelaide, Illawarra, New Zealand, South East Melbourne, and Sydney on the double this week. And I automatically put a line through Illawarra, and I automatically put a line almost through New Zealand there as well. I just think there's too many question marks surrounding those two teams. So, let's jump into it. Number five... I would not. I would not be <laughs> choosing my number five spot after putting a a cross through New Zealand. But if I was to have a number five, it would be Scotty Hobson this week. I don't have my train anymore. <laughs> I was waiting for the train sound. Okay, and as I said, just really quickly, rolling back to what we said earlier, we've got to remember this guy averaged forty five over his first four games of the season prior to his injury. And although he has scores of just 29 and 24 since his return, we have to remember he was still finding his feet. He played big minutes in that last game. He put up the most shots for New Zealand that last game. And obviously with Webster out, he's going to be the man with that usage. Here he goes. Got it. Never mind. Are you going to go to number four? I have to go back to my... Let's go to number four. 
can't stop the Come train on, once Benny. it gets started. All right. Waiting for a drum roll. Can we have a joint three and four? Yep. Sure can. One drum roll. Two for you. I'm going to go with a joint three and four. Is okay. that okay? Yeah, let's do it. And I, I can't it's in the bylaws. You can do it. It gives okay. me more options of who I'm choosing for captain. Well, the reason I'm doing it is I can't split the two because when one goes big, yep. the other one goes bust. So yep. it's feast or famine with these two mm-hmm. guys and I speak... That gives it away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Either DJ or the inform Eric Griffin. So both will play Illawarra at home, which is a fantastic matchup for Biggs. We've seen what they've done more recently against that Illawarra Hawks team. And then they've got Cairns away. So their matchups are actually really, really good this week for both of them. Um, their matchup. So Griffin scored 41 on the Hawks away last time. Now he's got them at home. But, I mean, as you said, can we ignore what this guy is doing any longer? No. Nope. Um, average 56 over his last three, 45 over his last five. And, you know, Biggs are dominating against the Hawks. He had 52 on Cairns, which I really like. They've only matched up once this season, and in that one game, he missed the double-double by one board. But what I really like is he's averaged just shy of 23 points and just a little bit over nine boards a game over his last three. So he's only just missed the double-double in two of those matches by one board, and he's still the second most informed player in the competition right now as we speak. One thing you'll think of sometimes too is extra price. So you're paying extra for DJ and also DJ's price is coming down because his form hasn't been as great over the last five or six games. So his last three, he's averaging 29. I know he had a, a decent score in the last game, um, but that's just something to... If you're trading in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if and you're captaining. If you already got him, yep, that's yep. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you should follow Banksy's captains for your trade-ins. Um, Griffin, for me, straight away, I thought number two. So I'm interesting, Ooh, interested yeah. to see what you've got ahead. Before we jump to two, I was just oh. going to say a little bit on DJ. Oh, yes. Um, Premature again, Benny. <laughs> again, I need some taboo boutique. As we said, DJ is feast or famine for, for owners there. Um, he's had scores of 85 and 66, but he's also had scores of 15 and 25 just within his last five scores. And as we spoke about, I think it was last week, when Griffin goes big, DJ seems to go bust or mediocre. So... He had 56 on Illawarra earlier in the season. He had 33 on Cairns. So as you can sort of see there, DJ had the big game against Illawarra. Griffin had the big game on Cairns. So I still think either way, solid score on the cards for DJ. I'd be looking at roughly a 90. Number two, though, we're going to go this week. Go for it. With Andrew Bogut. He has Brisbane at home first up. What? Hang on. Who did you say? He's been missing for a while, hasn't he? Who? Bogart. What? A king legend. Good to have him back. The legend himself. So we actually have some data here. He's played Brisbane twice for scores of 51 and 43. He follows it up Monday night at home against your team, the Phoenix, where he put up a 58 earlier in the season. And again, we know what bigs can do against your smaller size Phoenix team. Christmas Eve Eve. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that... 58-point game. Uh, he missed out on the double-double by one singular point. What I really like about Bogus this week, surely he's fresh. He was in foul trouble against Long on a single. He played 10 minutes. Surely he gets some really decent minutes on surely. the double this week. Um, and that foul trouble came again, obviously, against Mr. Double-Double. But even with that 15 last week, he's still averaging 43 over his last five. And if we take that out, 
he's looking at that 50 point average coming off a really mm. fresh week I feel mm. pretty brave to have him up there at number two I think Banksy but mm-hmm. are we ready to move on yep No surprise, safest option again this week is Mitch Creek. Uh, 65 on New Zealand at home last game out, and he now has them away. The only slight concern I had here was the two away games, but I think it's safe to say that Creek, based on talent, as you said earlier, Benny, is probably the safest option we have this week because we don't have the likes of the big guns being on the double, like Long, Machado, Kay, Oliver, Patterson. They're all on singles this week. Um, the other game he has is against Sydney, um, who he played earlier in the season. He only put up a 39, uh, but that was also an away game. So I just think, you know, we're looking at by average on the season. He is the highest averaging player on a double this week. He's averaged 54 points a, 54 points a game. I think he's just easily the safest option based on talent. like it. Yep. Uh, he was my go-to straight away as soon as it unlocked, and I... Um, I would definitely have Griffin as my risk-it move with a bit of upside, but um, I'll take my safe 100 points from Michella. Same thinking myself. All right, that wraps us up for this round. Uh, As always, we are on Twitter at bball underscore blokes should you want to tweet us or reply to one of our polls, etc., etc., or on Facebook, which is just Basketball Blokes. Until next week, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.